Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, who is ready to mount his dragon and fly back into Westeros, Ryan Nelson. Justin, I cannot imagine how much money George R.R. Martin's therapist has made, because he is a sick, sick man (laughs) with a sick, sick mind. Yeah, he really is, isn't he? Oh, man. Yeah, to dream up some of the things that he has dreamed up, then to see it in in this show is... Yeah, it's, it's got to be something. <laughs> the incest alone must have been several uh, sessions. Exactly. So, uh, if you have been listening to the podcast since we started back in January, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed as we talk about the first episode of House of Dragon, the Game of Thrones prequel series. Uh, if you are new or irregular and would like more access to the show, please visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the main attraction podcast and you can get patreon only content you can support us at a three five ten or twenty dollar level when you join up we will shout you out here on the show if you can't be a patron though you can help the show out by rating us on spotify and apple Podcasts. leave us a five star rating and if you have time write us a review while you're on apple podcast if you do write us a review on apple podcast we'll read it on air next time we record just like i'm going to do right now with our newest pod our newest uh review and i had it pulled up and i have lost it so let me pull it back up real quick uh here it is okay so this is actually i like these kind of i like these kind of reviews i uh this is from uh king solomon's frog he actually has already reviewed us earlier but he has uh given us a new review called stole my daughter's ipad for this review justin and ryan have great taste in movies and shows they offer well-reasoned opinions and have fun while doing it i've even watched shows i don't really enjoy so i can have the background knowledge to more fully enjoy each episode uh p.s and uh, i've lost half of it but he says it's not really stealing if if i pay for the ipad so uh thank you nathan we appreciate you coming back to us and giving us the reviews not only do we approve of this type of behavior we we encourage it because algorithms don't know that the same person gives us a second review so (laughs) we absolutely encourage this and you know what i'm willing to give you a second entry into our drawing for the hat because we will be doing that in uh, a week from now so uh so yeah we appreciate that nathan big big props to you all right so the time has come we are discussing House of the Dragon, the first episode it debuted. It literally just finished about five minutes ago when, yeah. as, as we're recording this. So uh, we are discussing it. It is, look, Game of Thrones is our standard. It is Ever since we started this podcast, our, our five-star rating for a show, a movie that we watch is Game of Thrones. And now we're back into the world of Westeros with House of the Dragon. Let's just, we're going to talk a little bit, we're going to talk in detail about the show, uh, but real quick, general thoughts on what you saw. 
Well, let's just get it out there. We did not read the books. Yes, thank you. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, we do. We will preface that with every show we talk about this. Neither of us have read the books. Uh, I didn't even know the books existed until I heard about the show. So <laughs> I was even aware yeah. that they were a thing. So uh, if you're looking for people who are familiar with the books, then you have come to the wrong podcast. Uh, but look, we're huge fans of the original show. So uh, yeah, look, we can watch the show just as well as anybody. <laughs> but uh, like I said, early thoughts on what you saw? Uh, I went into this cautiously optimistic and this exceeded my expectations. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I thought it was really good too. I wasn't really, the only complaint I really have about this episode is because of, I mean, just because of the trailers and everything else that we know about what this season is, uh, this season, the show is going to be about, about the Targaryen civil war you kind of know what's going to happen in this episode. That's the only real complaint yeah, yeah. that I have. I mean, you yeah. knew pretty much from the start that his, his wife was the Viserys's wife was going to die, that his heir, uh, even if it was a son was going to die as well. I mean, you, you pretty much know that based off of based yeah. off of previews and stuff. But other than that, it was, it was really good. <laughs> it was. And it, it moved well yeah. for mm-hmm. a l- little at over an hour. Uh, Great performances. Mm-hmm. You can always see a couple of people standing out. Yes, I'm sure can. we'll talk about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just, Matt Smith's entrance as Damon. Fantastic, yeah. Just like, fantastic. That was an all-timer. Matt Smith, Damon's going to be a huge character, I, I, I believe. Yeah, I, I believe so, too. <laughs> uh, so he could, uh, he could get taken out pretty early. Well, this is Game of Thrones. This is Game of Thrones that we're talking about. That's but, right. Uh, it feels like he's going to be around for a long time. And especially with an entrance like that, you know, this guy's going to be someone that's going to be causing a lot of problems. And I read an uh, interview with Matt Smith and he, he described his character and, as an agent of chaos and he yeah. was performing was that, that very well definitely all right before we get into too many specifics about the show let's go ahead and talk a little bit about our journey to this point because we both have seen all eight previous seasons of game of thrones we both see it saw them differently you didn't start watching it till like a season or two into it if i'm correct. i started it yeah yeah i started right before season two started uh and then i caught up oh, man i don't I don't even remember now watching DVDs or something <laughs> or all, it may have been, I bet it was on demand. I bet it was on demand. My cable. So I watch. So I was watched from then season two on. I started with the beginning of season two and I caught up and I was, I was a, like a every week watcher. Yeah. So my, if you've heard us talk on the podcast for, I did not watch it while it was going on. I didn't have access to HBO. I didn't, uh, didn't pay for the subscription for years. And I, uh, eventually got it because it was offered through AT&T through, I, I get my cell service through. And so I loaded up the HBO go app. And, uh, after the summer of 2019, which is when it ended, I decided to go ahead and jump into it. And over a course of about three weeks, I ended up binging it on uh, the entire thing. Like I said, it took about three weeks when we get through, I mentioned that you are a teacher, so you yes. have time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I had some time there at the end of uh, twenty in the summer of twenty nineteen. So being a teacher afforded me that time, but it was I really really enjoyed it. It was a fantastic show. Uh, the only thing I don't like about doing it the way that I did it is I really didn't get to. I mean, there were some there. I, there were a lot of good things about doing it because it had to wait week to week like most people did. Yeah. So like, you know, when, when a really big cliffhanger happens in uh, like at season three, you've had the red wedding and then season three ends up uh, wraps up in uh, the very next episode. I went straight to season four. So I didn't have to, yeah. you know, wait for all that yeah, stuff. But 
I will say this was probably the real last water cooler show. Yeah, I think so too. I Game think of Thrones right. was. So it was so much fun. I can't, all my friends were watching it. And that's why, uh, and that's the yeah. thing I didn't like about it is I didn't really get to, you know, soak it in and really live in those moments. So that's the, that's the biggest issue I, I have with doing it the way that I did, but still great, fantastic show. When it immediately moved towards the top of my list, I'm not sure if it's my favorite show ever, but it's darn close. If it's not there, um, Let's just talk about that last season because this was the fear that most people had coming into this show. The last season was so rough and and just yeah. so unenjoyable for most people that there was some concern about this. How much of it was a concern for it was you? It was a little bit of concern, I, I have to say, because it was just like fatigue. Right. You know, you're like, oh man, am I really going down this road again? Right. I, I don't want. I don't want to go down this. But you know from this podcast i knew we were covering it and then just like the stuff i started reading about it and then i started reading how excited george rr R. martin was mm. and this is the tale he wanted to be told the way it was being told he's heavily involved right. uh he's getting his wishes on a lot of things which will come up as we talk uh so that that really piqued my interest that I was like, I was a lot more optimistic when I heard that he was happy because right. he is notoriously a not happy camper and he yeah. has no problem voicing it as well. <laughs> That's true. He does not. So, uh, yeah, I was kind of the same way. I didn't have, I wasn't just hugely thrilled about the news when I heard that they were making a prequel series called house of the dragon. I was like, ah, one it's, well, it was kind of the same thing. That last season was just so rough. I mean, because I took the last season in about two days. And it was, I mean, and I was really, it was so weird going into that because I heard so many complaints about it. I didn't really know, I, I didn't follow along and like try to keep up with what people were saying about it. I mean, I didn't follow along with what was going on, but I heard what people were saying about it when it was being aired, people complaining about it, saying it just was not good anymore. So when I was going into it, I was like, it really can't be that bad. It really can't. Then, yeah, it, it, it kind of is that bad. Well, had it ended with Arya killing the Night King, somehow she took the, the, the realm right. there. I think it would have all worked out. Yeah, I think it would all would have worked out. I think, honestly, it would have worked out great if... Because they had spent so much time, you know, building up to Daenerys going into, yeah. you know, she's, you get so attached to her, you, you, she's, you know, there's not a lot of characters that are so enjoyable in this, right. in that show that, but she's one of them. I mean, you, you yeah. really like her. And then you, when they start kind of putting it out there that she's kind of going down the same road as all the other Targaryens. And I kept hoping when the, I guess it was in the fifth episode of of season eight, I was kept hoping like, please subvert my expectations. Don't make her be the tyrant that all the other Targaryens were. And then she, there's that moment where she's standing over King's landing on Drogon and she's looking over it and you're like, will she, won't she? And I'm like, please don't, please don't. And she does. Well, the minute her and John hooked up, I was like, this is going to be bad. Yeah. Well, true. you have a point there. So yeah, that was always, and that was just weird. (laughs) I mean, that was, but, oh, I mean, it's, yeah. but it's Targaryen, so then we're yeah. going to talk about that. It makes more bit. sense now. Yeah, it, <laughs> it makes a lot more sense now. So, uh, Molly, other, do you have any other concerns besides just the the, the fears of season eight? Because I have one, and I'll I'll get in that in a second. Um, just how I, I mean, now I have HBO fears. Well, yeah. Will they <laughs> will they put the money into it? Um, you know, to make sure this is done right. Um. And 
Yeah, you know that. Uh, I'll be honest. I know they're d- talking about a Kit Harrington John Snow show. I have no interest in that. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, you know, that. Know. Yeah. Let me see more of it. I mean, I could probably yeah. get interested. You know, it's not like just but, at the top of my list to want to see right now, but I could maybe get interested if they do it right. So, but I will say this: the only other concern I have, and it's probably one that is still a little bit there just after this first episode, because uh, we'll get into it, is. Tyrion Lannister was such a selling point for that entire for that entire course that yeah, entire that yeah, show. Sure, and I don't you know there is no Tyrion Lannister at least not yet there isn't uh, right. So yeah. I, I want to see can you get a character like that involved in this show? If you do, I'm 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 completely on board. So yeah, there's a somebody and I don't think he was really in this first season that I think has I won't mention his name because. This is somebody. I, there is somebody that could end up. He's going to end up being a bigger character. Okay. That, I, from what I understand, has some Tyrion vibes. Okay, we're well, good. Uh, that, but besides that, I, I'm with you. Now, you know, Rhaenyra is. Everyone's going to make the Daenerys, but she's almost kind of Arya as well. Yeah, you're right. She she's kind of yeah. both in this. Uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll be interested to see how that all plays out. Uh, but it should be it, it'll be fun to say the least. So. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and kind of get into this specific episode now. So this episode, it was it was really really good. I was like I said, I was yeah. I was surprised at just I was surprised at just how quickly they got into the game of Thrones of it all because the first episode of the original series, I will be honest. I, mean, I wasn't just like just enthralled by the first episode of the original series and this one, because it kind of, it's a little bit of a slower pace. It's trying, it's really yeah. doing some world introduction. I didn't really know how they were going to handle that with this being a prequel. And I was like, are they going to, are they going to try to do, you know, world introduction? And they kind of do a little bit of it, but they really get into the meat of what makes this, the story tick pretty much straight away. Yeah, they really do. I mean, you, and they do a good job of explaining, you know, about like the issues with right. the, why there's a great council. And then we jump right to it. Right. Hey, mm-hmm. he's taken over and he, he hasn't had a son yet. We, exactly. you know, we had issues. We had to have the great council. So like you said, they jump to it right away. We don't have to have a lot of exposition before which can plague a show like this badly yeah. that's one of the things i'm kind of to be honest worried about with lord of the rings as well right uh having it although you need to explain a lot but i think this did a very good job of explaining enough and then jumping to the meat yeah i think so too because it does need look there are gonna be people who are new to this uh, people who didn't watch the first series that they, they'll think okay well maybe i'll go ahead and give this one a try so there's going to be need, need to be some explanation. Uh, there's going to need to be a little bit of world building going on. Uh, and honestly, there there needs to be a little bit for those of us like you and I who haven't read any of the books. Yeah. And this is all based on the Fire and Blood book from what we understand based off of what yeah. we've read. So, yeah. uh, But neither of us have, have read that book. So there needs to be some explanation about you know what leads to this. And, basically, and they do a really good job of this thing. They intersperse it a little bit here and there. We don't hear anything about the Doom, which is what led the Targaryens to abandon, I can't remember the name of that city. He mentioned it at the end. Illyria, I think is what it was called. Yeah, uh, Valyria. Valyria, yeah. 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 I, look, we're going to struggle with the names. Let me just go ahead and put that well, out there. We have, there's already Valyria, then there's Valyrian, which yeah. is the steel, and then 
Then there's the family, which Lord uh, Corin yes. and Rainus, they are Valerion. Valerion, right, yeah. So yeah, they emphasis on the on, on the, that name. So Right, so that, that's yeah, we're going to struggle with those, and we apologize in advance yeah. if, if we uh, butcher a few names here and there. But, you know, they mentioned that a little bit at the end when he's talking to Rhaenyra and talking about how, uh, honestly, uh, which is really cool to hear Viserys uh, talk about dragons in this way because everything that we had heard and remember from the original Game of Thrones series is that, you know, the Targaryens loved and, and revered their dragons, but to hear Viserys say that, they're a power that never should have been messed with uh, was really kind of interesting to to see that he recognizes that, yes, this is where our power comes from, but we truly don't control them like people think we do. And that that was was a very, that was really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Let me mention one thing about fire and blood. So the game of Thrones, the fire and ice is, it's a, uh, subjective show. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it is based on the Game of Thrones book was like it was done by chapters with someone telling their right. story. Right. This is more like an encyclopedia, this book. So it's an objective tale. So you're getting you're not like in the other stories, like Littlefinger's version may not be exactly what right. happened. So the House of the Dragon is supposed to be the the objective tale of what actually happened. Yeah, see, I've read that, but I also read that the they make it clear throughout the uh, throughout the course of Fire and Blood that it is like a more historical. It's more like a history book than anything else. But I also read that the person who is like giving the history of it makes it clear that this isn't like necessarily the exact truth. It's only how he is best been remembered or handed down. So, right. 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 Yeah. So the, basically that's where they think that the series will take, like when it starts to like deviate, it's going to really be able to like, okay, this didn't really work in terms of our storytelling for our show. So, but because the fact that this is kind of an unreliable narrator in the book, we can make some changes here and there. So that's my understanding of why that works. Yeah. And the reason I mentioned this, because from what I understand, the way that Rhaenyra, Alicent, uh, and Rhaenys uh, are mentioned in Fire and Fire and Ice is their crazy Targaryens, right? Trying to be leaders. This is going to give them what they're actually like. Yeah, and I, I got that same feeling too. So yeah, like I said, I'm really looking forward to a lot of how all that plays out. But, yeah. Uh, Honestly, I mean, let's just be honest. You let's get back to kind of what you were talking about at the beginning before we had a little bit of discussion about the original Game of Thrones. It is clear that Matt Smith, who played Doctor Who, he was uh, he not the most current iteration of Doctor Who, but yeah, yeah. he probably stopped playing it a few years ago. Uh, I don't remember exactly when, but he was just nailing it every time he was yeah. on the screen. I mean, I yeah. looked a lot of really good performances by everybody. I thought uh, Patty Considine, I think is how you yeah. pronounce his yeah. name. Thought he, he was, was really good too. I thought he was good as Viserys. Uh, I thought the the young version of 
Rhaenyra, uh, which is by uh, Millie Alcock, and I. Uh, yeah. We are going to try to remember that she, uh, they go by, by, they consider themselves by non-binary, and we will try to refer to them as they and them, but we will probably forget and mess that up. I'll just yeah. go ahead and, and same thing for yeah, the but, older version as well, which is yeah, played Emma, by Emma Darcy. yeah Emma Darcy. So, uh, like I said, we'll probably and screw we, that up. And we, we apologize. We saw <laughs> Emma in the trailer at the end, but yeah, Millie Alcock, uh, very very good performance. Especially, I wrote this down, uh, Rhaenyra, not a fan of the patriarchy. No, she is not. She is not a fan of the patriarchy when, at when, all. When she was uh, having to to serve the, the council with water, right. and they were going on and on about how only a man could do this job, right. the, the eye rolls, that, yes. that young one. That, <laughs> yeah, that, that was really was good. Was, was good. Yeah, that was really good performance by, by Millie Alcock by there. And it was honestly just so interesting to watch the performance by Millie because she obviously has a ton of disdain towards her father. That yeah. makes it it's very clear that Rhaenyra does not like her father at all. And she's got this disdain because the only thing he has ever talked about, wanting a son, I need a son, I need yeah. an heir. And the interesting thing is, you know, as soon as he goes to her and says, you know, I've wasted all of my earth, all of your years up to this point. It's like a light bulb just flicks for for her, and she all of a sudden now has completely different feelings because right. now he can finally respect me. Now he can finally love me the way that I thought that he always should, and without having to worry about this air. It's like I said, it was just really good to see that because you could see it in her eyes when she was doing that. Yes, and I loved that scene. I thought yeah. that was just just the the. Uh, Patty Constantine, who's been around a long time, you probably have seen him in like Bourne, Ultimatum, right. the Bourne movies. He was the journalist, Peaky right. Blinders. I know him from the Edgar Wright, uh, Simon Pegg movies, but really good actor, been around a long time. And man, he 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 got to just show how much emotion he can bring in. Right. Because you could tell he realized, man, I've been a terrible father and I've mm -hmm. done you wrong. And uh, he, he did a really, really good job of that scene. And then we also need to mention, uh, there's some weird stuff going on between Damien and Rhaenyra. Yeah. So I will, uh, I was live tweeting the, the episode. Uh, and when I, we get to the point, cause when, the, when we first get Matt Smith's Damon Targaryen, he is sitting on the throne and he, the change to the throne where there's all these yeah. swords was just a really interesting way to kind of, you know, show it, show it as being different than what we saw in, well, in the original series. You know why they, that happened? That's George R. R. Martin. Right. He hated yeah. the throne. He thought it was too throne. small. Thought it was too small. It was supposed to be more like this, mm -hmm. and he helped design this. So yeah, it was. It really was. It really did stand out when you saw just how much of a difference it was. So like I said, and just the introduction with him because he's. She walks into the throne room. He is on the throne. He's in the shadows. You can't actually see him, and she walks towards him and there is this weird, and this is when we first get this whole creepy Targaryen incestual vibe between the two of them. Because like I said, I don't know that the, I don't know if they were ever like contemplating, if he was ever contemplating like taking her as a eventual wife or like a concubine or something, because he does have a wife that he hates <laughs> from yes, basically yeah. what we can tell. Uh, yes. But there was still this just weird vibe. Like they were kind of like flirting with each other and their, their uncle and niece. And like, Oh gosh, this is just weird. Yeah. That was, uh, it's just 
which you know is going to happen. Yeah, you, you do. And like I said, this is what the Targaryens are all about. That's the reason why the wives, the husbands, they all have the silver hairs because they're all from the same family and they just yes. all intermingle and intermarry. And it's like, it's just, it's just weird and creepy, but this is what, and this is why when it's revealed at the end of the original series that, uh, Jon Snow is the, the nephew of Daenerys. Was that right? Am I, am That's, I right? that sounds right. Yeah, I think I, so. I, Anyway, the reason why you know he's a he's appalled by this, but you know Daenerys like yeah okay yeah it's not great it's not ideal but <laughs> I mean she was like okay I mean that's what we do in our family it's, so. yeah it's like eh, I'm used to it <laughs> so like that that's no big deal to her so yeah. uh, like I said just. Uh, that I just loved everything that Matt Smith was doing in this I mean he yeah. is going I've been told that there's there's not a whole my understanding is that the characters in this show. Most of them are very gray. There's not a whole lot of straight, straight up, you know, evil and black characters, black colored, you know, the the yeah. dark characters versus the light characters who are straight up good. There's not a lot of that in this. There's a lot of no. There's there's no Arya. There's no one yeah. good character. These are flawed. Every one of them. Every and then Matt Smith's probably the most flawed. Yeah, and like I said, so he's going to be. I mean, he's just going to be fun to hate. I mean, because yeah, when we when you watch that was the thing about the original Game of Thrones. I'm sure there's probably been others. I just can't think of any. But it was the first TV show that I remember watching, and I was compelled to watch it as much for the people that I hated because I wanted to see them die as it yeah, was yeah. any other show. Like I said, I've well, never. And- and then you had Jamie Lannister end up becoming one of the bit, the best good That's guys. True. Yeah, and that was yeah. one of the great things. And then you know, I didn't, and he he has that turn at the end of episode, uh, at the end of uh, episode season eight, which was kind of like, oh, why'd you have to do that? But uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, but yeah, like I said, he's just Matt Smith, just fantastic as as yeah. as David Targaryen. And I've known Matt Smith, who he was forever, because I, I I've never watched Doctor Who, but I've and uh, I know I know he was very popular in the Crown. He was Prince Philip in the Crown. Okay, like, I, didn't know that. I think people love his season. So this is the first time I think I looked through his IMDb. I don't think I'd ever seen him. I haven't watched uh, uh, Morbius. He's in that, and no, I, I haven't seen either. the last Terminator movie, and he's in that. So this is my first time uh, watching something that Matt Smith is. Yeah, and it's, he it's delivered. Mm-hmm. He did. He did. He did a good job. I can see why people liked him so much as yeah. Doctor Who because I think most a lot of people when they talk about their favorite iterations of doctor who he gets mentioned yeah. quite a bit and i can see why if he's doing this and right. it's a very different character from doctor who to say the least i have seen a few oh, yeah. things on doctor who but uh, this is a lot different for him so uh like i said just great stuff from him i mean he was just nailing it when he was out there uh and then let's just throw out the, no love lost between him and Otto Hightower. Yes, that which is really you know Otto Otto Hightower played by Risa Fons, who has been in tons of stuff throughout the course of his who career. usually is in a comedic role. Yeah, I know. So that was really known weird. From Notting Hill and the uh, the wiry uh, kicker yes. on the replacements. <laughs> uh, but to see him in such a serious role, and to see him like he's not afraid. No, he's not. And it was really weird for me because I had forgotten that he was playing this role. So yeah. when I see him on screen, it's like, who is that? That looks really, really familiar. I was like, who is that guy? And I saw Reese Fonz. like, oh, okay, that's who that is. Uh, I, I, I had totally forgotten. So this is completely different for him as well. And he does a really great job of it as well. Uh, like I said, he is, he's obviously has an issue with, with, 
uh, Damon take being the heir to the throne. He has he has a problem with it. And I guess before we get into that, let's just talk about just the other stuff going down. So the whole point of this episode is, and they are they are selling it from the, from the beginning. Even if you hadn't seen, even if you had not seen the trailers, didn't know anything about the books, knew nothing about the show, and this was like the first time you sat down to watch anything about the show. It's pretty clear that they are they are pointing towards the direction that. His wife is going to die during childbirth. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I even tweeted at one point because he says, uh, oh, I don't remember exactly what, what the no, line I got was. it. I wrote it down. He he mentions that he's never been more certain of is. anything in his life that this is a boy. I wrote down, she gone. <laughs> I tweeted, I was like, yeah, that always ends well for somebody when they say something like that. So that's the, you know, that's the whole thing. They are, you, they are telegraphing to us that this is not going to go well. And that this whole tournament that they're doing yeah. is for the air, the new air. And even, yeah. like, I was, I felt confident it was going to be a boy, but I was like, as soon as it's a boy, it's going to be taken away. And that yeah. ends up being the case. Like also, uh, can we cut down on the bloody uh, uh, birth, uh, medieval oh, birth? Oh, gosh, My yes. God. <laughs> like and, I said, I mean, it was oh. the the you know the you know beating somebody's head open in a, in a tournament. That didn't really phase me because that's that's you can tell that's fake. Yeah. But you know, a, a woman's bleeding from her by, out due to childbirth. You know, that seems very real. And you're like, okay, yeah, that yeah. one, well, that one got me. I will say, uh, the it appeared rape and castration that was done by the the city uh, yes. guard. Uh, I could have done without that as yeah, well. Yeah, I know. So let's go ahead and talk about this because we, we, real weird stuff here we got going on with the main attraction podcast. We have actually already recorded our midweek episode that's going to come out on Tuesday. And one of the things that we talked about was, uh, and we're, we'll kind of get into this a little bit, is some things that we're looking forward to. And one of the things you mentioned, and I kind of mentioned as well, you know, things have changed since the original Game of Thrones yeah. was out there. Yeah. You know, there is, the world is a different place. So, you know, are we going to be as graphic in everything they do? And I think, look, they have an orgy scene in this in this in yeah. this episode, but it still didn't seem as graphic as they got, at least with the sex part of it. They did. The, the, yeah, the sex wasn't. I mean, he. Yeah, yeah. I, I would I would say no on the graphic sex. I mean, there was a little nudity, but it wasn't. You know, right. Uh, but it was involving. I would say the violence was right there. Worse. Yeah. Maybe worse. I mean, they dismembered numerous people in the streets and like stacked their body parts up in a cart. So yeah. So it doesn't seem like they're backing off on that. (laughs) You know what happened in the childbirth. And then, like you said, the, the fight scene, the, uh, the jowls. I mean, oh yeah. That it was, we didn't even see that kind of stuff in Gladiator. Yeah, no, we really didn't. So, like I said, it they seems to the, the, they're not backing down from the violence on the violence end. I'll be interested to see how they do the rest of the sex and the nudity scenes because, like I said, there it, look it was an orgy scene. So I mean, but it wasn't like they yeah. were focusing on the nudity portions of it. Or the actual, right. You could just tell what was going on around them for the most part. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm laughing as I'm saying this. What they tastefully <laughs> did an orgy showed an orgy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's kind of what it is so i mean but like i said I, i'm really surprised by that because when, when i realized they were getting ready to have an orgy it's like okay how are they going to do this because things have changed i mean honestly 2017 was the me too movement and things have like i said they've had to kind of i mean i think back to westworld i don't know that this most recent season of westworld had any nudity in it if it had some it yeah, had very little uh, yeah. and the first season of that had 
tons of it all, all over all the place. Yeah, and like we talked about as well, you know, violence, especially against young people. Right. You know, uh, I know myself. I don't. I don't want to see it anymore. Right. I know. I don't either. And uh, apparently, that is a prevalent part of this story that is written in fire and blood. And like I said, I don't know how I haven't read it personally, so I don't, I can't verify that, but I've been told that there's quite a bit of that in this, in this story that is going to be told. So uh, I'll be interested to see how they end up showing that. I do want to know how much they move time forward here in this first about And about halfway through, we're going to get a 10 year jump. Yeah, because they they have to make it go forward some because we're going to have a new actress for we're going to have a new actress for Renera. We're going to have a new actress for Alicent. Yeah, th- those two are the main ones, yeah. and then there are going to be a couple of characters uh, that haven't come on yet that are right. that are going to be yeah. Uh, but also, I want to mention a couple of things when we saw the small council, which I think Lord Corliss. He has a. I think he's going to end up being a very popular character. You can he right. he looks cool. Oh yeah, uh, and and like I think he obviously is very skilled at uh, you know playing the game. Yes, but yes. he talks about the triarchy and they ignore him, which you know the triarchy is going to kill a lot of the people at this table. <laughs> yes, yeah, you you feel that's the case as well. Yeah, because so. like I said, when they ignored him, I was like, well, we know who's about to be an issue. <laughs> yeah, I'll be interested how his his role plays in this because yeah, he is one of the main people in in the king's court as they talk about and, and he's married to his his sister sister yeah, yeah that, okay. i can remember yeah. how, how that no. was aunt no 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 he's aunt because yeah. she's the actually the daughter the legitimate heir of generis right the daughter of yeah 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 so like i said that was and like let's talk about her a little bit so that yeah. character is i always forget the names let me pull it back up real quick uh Rainus valera uh, played by eve best she is the so the, this nope. take, this takes us back to the beginning of the of the episode where they have the council of AC one hundred one and Generis declares Viserys as king as the rightful heir, uh, who is his grandson, not his daughter, who is Rainus. Is that is that how it's yeah pronounced? yeah? And there's one uh, yeah. There are two other there four there from what I understand fourteen children died. And then Rainus, and then there was a, a one child that has right. that doesn't want to be a part. So yeah, so they pick a Viserys over, over over her because she's a woman. Because she's a woman, basically, and she gets that because of that. She gets this title that is obviously a slap in the face. The queen that yes. never was. Uh, yes. I remember tweeting out a tweet. I was like, yeah, I'm sure that sits with her real well. And her husband right. obviously doesn't sit with him just real well whenever no. he hears that. Cause one of the guys at the, at the court even tells her, tells him that, you know, uh, calls her that to his face, the queen that never was when they're discussing this possible change of an heir at the court after his wife and child have passed away. Uh, but yeah, she's, like I said, I don't know how much of, she's obviously going to play a role in this because yeah. she's going to have um she's going to have the ear of Rhaenyra yeah at this point on because she was supposed to be, have the throne and there's even did you watch the little uh, coming yeah in? yeah it looked like she's going to be a mentor right mm-hmm. now will that be a mentor for good or for her own or purposes that, or for her own purposes yeah. right so that that will be something uh, to watch there. Yeah, so I'll be interesting how they they played that relationship out. 
the one also that the person who we saw quite a bit of but didn't see a whole lot but because of the fact that the character is going to be played by Olivia Cook at some point, Allison yeah. Hightower. I yeah. was interested with what was going on with her because, like I said, she's there a lot. She doesn't do necessarily a whole lot until the end when Otto, which was really weird as well because he's basically yeah. offering up his daughter to a grieving king. I was like, oh. yeah, well, you know, who knew the hand of the king has to pimp his daughter, <laughs> daughter exactly. to the king? Yeah, I, I agree. Allison didn't have as big a role, but she did a lot. Yes, yeah, because did. she was, you know, making sure Rhaenyra knew knew all about the history. Right. Kept quizzing her, making sure she knew how to handle herself, knew everything about being a queen. Uh, so they were really playing up their uh, friendship, which we know obviously is going to go bad yeah, at some point because they really played up. And then, like you said, obviously she is being pimped to the king. Right. So that's, uh, that's going to change. So, yeah, but she still had a very, very interesting role. I, I thought, even though it wasn't as big right. as it's going to be, because from what I understand, the four main characters are going to be Viscera, Damon, Rhaenyra and Allison. Yeah. I've heard that as well. So like I said, it was just so like this whole thing. Uh, it's what kind of what you mentioned at the very start of our, our, our podcast, just some weird stuff that George R. Yeah. R. R. is putting here. I mean, look, He's drawing all from medieval times, and I get that, and that's probably stuff that happened a lot in medieval times, but it's just so weird, because like a lot of fantasy shows or fantasy movies, they wouldn't necessarily you know, highlight this stuff, but George R.R. R. Martin has no issue highlighting the fact that this, was, this type of stuff happened all the time back then. So Yeah. 13-year-old uh, broads? Yeah. Incest? Hello! Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> uh but one of the other things I like about they they are doing that does a really good job with these Targaryens is because one of the things that has made the Targaryens great is the fact that they escaped the doom due to a vision by one of the kings. I can't. I know Egon is not the. I'm not talking about Egon because uh, he's the conqueror. He's the guy who takes over over King's Landing. I think he takes it was, over, was it Aemon? I think so. I think it's Aemon. Yeah, so he the said, dragon dreams. Yeah. He, he has this dream that allows them to escape. And because of that dream, everything that the Targaryens do, if they have a dream, if they have a premonition of it, it is what drives them. I mean, the, the, he's being driven at the beginning. Uh, Viserys is being driven because of the fact that he had a dream that his son was, that he was going to have a son that he was going to have an heir. This is what the Targaryens do, and this is the. Pro it's also their problems. Uh, they even mentioned this kind of in the original series. I, I think it was a discussion with Tyrion, and basically where you know people who live by dreams don't always. It may yeah. take them to great heights, but it is also often their downfall as well. And that's going to be kind of I think the theme going forward is you know they want these dreams to be. Everything they, they took so much stock in their dreams that they don't understand that. Sometimes it's just a dream, guys. It doesn't right, necessarily right. mean anything. So, uh, like I said, I'll be interested to see how all that plays out. Into it. I also like the fact that we're there. He's he's kind of prophesying here about the, about the the Night Walkers and the the Night King there at the end of the episode when he's talking to her about how the, he has foreseen the end of humanity and a Targaryen had to be on the throne. I thought that was really cool to get that yeah. call back into it. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's just going to be interesting, and like I said, you know, from the get go, they they're doing a good job of of doing this history in a way that's not 
overbearing and boring. Right. Yeah, I, I, I'm agree. I, I would agree with you on that. Is is there anything that what is there anything you didn't like? We haven't really talked about anything that we haven't liked at this point. Um. No. No. I mean, not really. Yeah. I, I I thought that it was really well done. I mean. Some of the the graphic violence I could have done without, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know, besides that, no, I thought I, like I said, d- didn't waste time. Didn't feel like there was wasted scenes or like we, there was excessive scenes. Right. So no, I, I thought they did a good job. Um, and we got a little bit of of some characters that you can you kind of feel like like that. Um, the Dorn guy, Christian Cole. Christian Cole. Yeah. Christian you Cole. can tell he's going to be a much bigger part. Right. Mm-hmm. And that dude's played by some like French model. Yeah, Fabian like, Frankel. I've got him pulled yeah, up right yeah, here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you could tell he's going to be a bigger deal. Right. Uh, like, like we talked about, you can tell Damon and Otto don't like each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, they did a good job of of showing you what what's going to be an issue going forward. And, and you can kind of see like the little battles that are happening. And then also, you know, Damon uh, tells Viscera, which I kind of feel like that's a weird relationship because it kind of feels like he has his back just a little bit. Right. But they're not. Cause he tells him those guys on the council, they're not, they don't have your back. They're, right. they're not. And you, and I was like, yeah, you could tell he's right. They, in reality, none of them probably did. Right. I will say this. It's one of the, I love the way that they did this because once, once his wife and his wife and son have passed away and they're having this, this meeting of the council and Damon is just outside and he's basically hearing them talk about them possibly yeah. taking away him being the heir to the throne. He's angered by this. He's, he's not happy about this. And just that anger and that arrogance that he has, it costs him being the heir to the throne because he goes to that, yeah. he goes to that orgy. He rents out that brothel and he makes the stupid decision to give this speech and call his his dead nephew heir for a day, and that yeah. completely changes Viserys's thoughts of him. I mean, he no longer wants yeah. him to be his heir. He no longer wants him to be even in the in the kingdom. He he sends him back to his home. Like I said, and that's when and the, at that point is when I tweeted. I was like, the game is afoot once again because you know that Damon's not going to live with that. I also want to bring this up. When he goes to his dragon, he like is listening to something. Did you figure, could you figure yeah. out what was going on there? Exactly. No, I don't. And that, that we saw the first of a, of a character who's going to be a huge part. And I think she might be Masseria? the, yeah, Masseria, who's going to be like the almost Melisandre type right. character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Played by Sonoya Mizuno. Uh, yeah, that was cause when she came on, I was like, Oh, that must be his wife. And my, and my wife was like, well, she's not ugly. Like <laughs> she's <a> not. She. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that must be some, and that's where I realized, Oh, that's going to be the Bell Sodger character. Yeah. So, uh, like, I was wondering like this. Glad my wife points out. She's not ugly. Like a she. <laughs> she's not ugly. Like a sheep at all. That was all yeah. a great line that throughout the yeah. course of the, we got, we had some good ones in this one. So, yeah. but yeah, I was wondering like, so is, does he hear like a, an egg inside this dragon? Because I, I don't, don't know. I, I don't he, know if it's a female right. or yeah. male. <laughs> and I'm glad you mentioned the dra- The dragons look good. The dragons do look good. The dragons look real good. And like even the opening scene with the dragon and, and we're going to see 17 dragons in this show and they all have different colors, right, personality, 
different sizes. Mm-hmm. So that that's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, we'll get they from I said from what I have read, there are seventeen throughout the, that we'll see throughout the course of the show. Nine will show up in this season, and we'll get more later on as oh, okay. as the uh, show progresses. But I did, like I said. If there's anything I'm a little disappointed in is one of the things. Look, I love dragons. It's one of the. It is one of my favorite things. I love a good dragon, a good dragon story. the The only real reason I wanted to see the uh, the Hobbit movies was because I wanted to see Smog in that. I, I love dragons, and if there's anything I disappointed me, I wanted. I, I'm ready for some dragon on dragon warfare. <laughs> yeah, so, I think we're gonna get that soon. So we yeah. saw Cyrax, who is Rhaenyra's dragon. dragon, right? And then we saw uh, Caraxes. I think, I think Caraxes, yeah, yeah, Caraxes, and that's that's Damon's dragon. So we saw those two. Yeah, but we're we're gonna get more dragons, man. Call oh, yeah. down. We are. We are. I know. I know. But I, I love being a dragon. So, uh, but we got a little bit of dragons. We got some dragon fire with the whole like, the, which is an interesting way to do a uh, like a Viking type funeral where you burn the body yeah. where the dragon just lights it yeah. up. And we got the whole yeah. Dracaris uh, line again. I was wondering if we were oh, going to yeah. get any Dracaris lines. Yeah. And we got our first one in, in this episode. So, uh, yeah, like I said, just really, I, I was really impressed how they did this. Like yeah. I said, I was so surprised that they just went straight to like what makes Game of Thrones so compelling, the whole power dynamics and all that type of mm-hmm. stuff. They went straight to it in this episode. And I was a little surprised. Well, I, I think that's, I think in this show, especially in the first season, I think that's going to be the main thing is yeah. the fight, mm-hmm. the fight for the, for the, for the power, because, you know, and they talk about, this house of the dragon what did they call it the dance of the dragon this period because like they mentioned this during one of the episodes game of thrones that like thousands of people have died and it pretty much takes out the targaryens for a while so we'll be don't get used to some of these people (laughs) exactly because there probably won't be a whole lot i'm looking at you i'm not (laughs) maybe pulling a sean bean yeah I would be surprised if he's around for much more than a season. I, yeah. I would really be surprised. I can't see that yeah. being the case at all. So, uh, yeah, but other than that, like I said, there's very little. I mean, the only real negative I can think of is the fact that, I mean, with this episode, as soon as you realize that his wife is there and his she's pregnant, yeah. and she's, I was like, okay, well, we know where this is going. But other than that, like I said, that's, I yeah. don't have anything. Oh, uh- I also like how we got off the bat. Uh, Damon don't fight fair. No, he doesn't. Oh, yeah. That's what Alex said. That was when I tweeted out. He's going to be a fun one to hate. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. he he sends that joust right into the horse instead of into uh, instead of into the actual yeah. uh, the hand son. Uh, like I said, just he's going to be a fun one to hate. He absolutely will yeah. be. So I don't know oh, if he's going to be as fun to hate as Joffrey, but he'll still be yeah. fun to hate. We saw him briefly in two scenes. I'm going to tell you, this guy's going to be a huge part, and he's going to be a, a fan favorite. I'm calling it now. That's Graham McTavish as Sir Harold Westerling. He was the one protecting Renato. Oh, yeah. I got Jorah uh, That guy's – what's that? I got Jorah vibes Yeah, Jorah vibes. And that dude's been in a ton of stuff. My, my wife, uh, a huge Outlander fan. So oh, really? when she saw him – she was just so excited. So <laughs> every action franchise, including the Hobbits and stuff, he's been it. But yeah, you could tell from the part he he Jora or Davos. Uh, yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I felt too. So he he's going to be a big part and a good character because that that guy's a, just a good actor. 
very charismatic. So I was glad to see him. Yeah, let's do it. Just lots of good stuff all around on this on this episode. I just like I said, really enjoyed it. I was really impressed yeah. by what they what they gave us this week. So, all right, do we want to go ahead and get into awards? Yeah, let's do it. All let's right. do it. So as always, we have weekly awards here on the Main Attraction Podcast. Our first award is the Tyrion Lannister. So staying in <laughs> staying in theme here. Yeah. Uh, Tyrion Lannister is the MVP of the week. So who is your Tyrion Lannister for the first episode of House of the Dragon. So since I'm annoying, I like to do coves. Okay. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do Patty Considine and uh, Matt Smith. Right. They're probably the most known people before this show started. Right. And so they had a lot on their plate and they both delivered uh, and in different ways. Uh, yeah. You know, we got Matt Smith being the, the agent of chaos right. and just showing that like, okay, this guy's going to be fun to watch. And then Patty's got to do a lot of the, uh, the heavy lifting and, uh, I also read where George R. R. Martin loved his portrayal, thought he was one okay. of the better, the, the way he's performing was really what he wanted. Okay. And, uh, you know, uh, you could tell Viscera is supposed to be a good person, but a terrible leader. And right. you can kind of see that yeah. in this episode. Yeah, you can. You can kind of see that in this episode as well. I, I didn't go with Matt Smith as Damon. Like I said, he was just eating up the scenes every time he was yeah. in there. Just He sure was that. He was just fantastic. Like I said, this is, my, this is both of our first real experiences with Matt Smith. I, I hadn't yeah. seen him anything either. So I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, I just knew that I was wondering how he could pull this off just because I could tell by the trailers he was going to be, like you said, an agent of chaos. I could tell that yeah. that was what they were shooting for. And I wasn't really sure how well, you know, Dr. Who was going to be able to pull that off yeah. and but he did a really good job in this first episode so i'll give him credit for that yeah. next is the agatha all along the best scene of the week what was your favorite scene from the first episode of house of the dragon I, i'm picking when king viscera is viscera right I, I, think it's, right? I think it's viserys i think uh, oh viserys oh yeah. man that's right <laughs> okay i'm sorry i king think it's viserys. viserys uh when king viserys uh picks uh, Rhaenyra as the heir. I just thought that was just an incredible scene. Yeah. Uh, especially between those two actors. They, they really did good. good yeah. Job. I was, I, that was mine as well. That just him, the two of those, the, the two, the two of them sitting there in front of the statue of that one dragon. I can't remember that dragon's name, uh, but in front of the statue, of that one dragon and yeah. him relaying the history. And like I said, because we talked about this earlier in our podcast, him relaying the history and just also relaying the, just how difficult the iron throne is. Honestly. And that's another thing I forgot to mention. The, the way that they are showing that the, it's not only, it is painful to sit on the throne, uh, because like it, it, it takes the throne, takes something from you because he talks about it being the most dangerous seat, but it's like whenever he sits on it, something stabs him, something hits, something nicks him. And that's one of the things I think that's just so cool about, about yeah. this, this, uh, this series that they don't really show in the original series is that it is, I mean, it's, it's supposed to be symbolic of the fact that, you know, if you want to be on the throne, it is going to cost you and it's going to cost yeah. you greatly. And they're doing a good job of showing you that with him. He's got that, he's got that place on his back that it was, uh, that right. cuts him and they're having to figure out why he won't heal. And as he's declaring her, the heir, his finger starts to bleed because it cuts there, which, you know, as soon as he's declaring that he suffers an injury, that just, that is screaming that there's going to be pain because of this decision. Yeah. Uh, just 
good stuff all throughout the course of that and, season. And I like you mentioned that because we see that with presidents in the United States, oh, how yeah. much they age. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like Barack Obama, who wasn't that old, no. was completely blackheaded. He was almost gray. Yeah, when he, he, he was he was yeah. very gray when he left office. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. so I mean, it's just, you know, we we see that here in the United States with our with our leaders. Yeah. So like I said, love I just like I said, they're they're really finding some really good notes here in this in this first episode of the show. So uh, next is the come if you king if if you come at the king you best not miss the best line of the week. What did you have for your best line? So you tweeted this line. And it's going to be mine too. And it, and it was mentioned like at the very beginning. The only thing that could tear down the house of his dra- of the house of dra- the dragon is itself. Yeah, that's it. I mean, because that is basically saying, "Here's our show. <laughs> this is what we're yeah, going to yeah, be doing." Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so get ready for it. Uh, yeah, I love that line. I guess it was done by the Emma Darcy, if I had to guess. I'm assuming she was the one house because she says it yeah. was my father who was named. So I'm guessing right, that yeah. it was the older version. I bet, it, I, I bet it was Emma that was the, the narrator on that. Yeah, but that was that was really well done yeah so like i said uh, as soon as i heard that i was like oh yeah that's that's uh, it's gonna be tough to uh uh, outmatch that for a lot i will say though after he after damon has just you know gone into town and raided and like dismembered all these people that were criminals supposed criminals in king's landing they bring him back in and they're having this discussion with uh the rest of the, the rest of the court and viserys says to to damon he says uh, he talks about enacting laws and I had it up. I forgot, but I lost it because I didn't use it. But he says, you know, uh, I hope you will carry out those laws without maiming half of my city. And Damon says, only time will tell. I thought that was good. <laughs> well, he also uh, threw something at, uh, I, 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 he had relations with Otto's wife. Right. Yeah. Something, uh, yeah, like, something that, like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Whew. Yeah, so like that they're they're not holding back in this first episode at all. Yeah, so yeah. which they didn't do that, and they didn't. I mean, the yeah, very first episode yeah. of the original series has uh, Jamie Lannister pushing Braun off of a window. Yeah. So, so yeah, it, 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 that's the way the show works, I guess. So, all right, so we come to our rating at the top of our list is a Game of Thrones, <laughs> uh, yeah. and the second uh, just beneath the Game of Thrones is Lost. Middle of the road for us is Friends. Second, uh, next to last is Full House. At the bottom of the barrel for us is a Baywatch. So after one episode of House of the Dragon, where are you so far on this series? Uh, I'm not going to do it. Uh, you know, this was a fantastic episode. I'm not giving the Game of Thrones. That's that's it, it exceeded my expectations. That's going too far. I'm going to go with a very happy loss. Yeah, I am too. That's where I think it is. Look, there, I, I, I could easily see this getting to it, especially as we get into the big fights yeah. and just the the power intrigue. I think it's. I think it could definitely get there if the performances stay as strong as they do, as the writing stays as, as well as it had, was for this first episode. I think we could definitely. I, I could see us getting there very quickly, as a matter of fact. But yeah. for right now, uh, let's just leave it lost and let it. Let's let it yeah. get there. Let's be happy where we are. It, it yeah. exceeded expectations. Yeah, so I, I'm right there with you. Let's give it a really good, nice, good lost, and we'll leave the door open for it to get into to fill the shoes of its predecessor uh, in the coming episodes. So. All right, before we sign off, we do want to give some recommendations that we have for this week. So what's some recommendations you have? Yeah, I got three and I'll do them quickly. The first one, you mentioned this uh, maybe last episode uh, on Apple Plus Blackbird. Yes. Mm -hmm. Starring uh, Taron Edgerton, uh, Paul Walter Hauser, Greg Kinnear, 
and Ray Liotta in one of his last episodes, and he's really good too. Yeah, uh, fantastic see. show. A uh, lot of prison violence. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't watched past the second episode. I need to watch more uh, of it. Oh, I thought you had finished. No, I've not finished. It's it. really good. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I would, I would, I, I finished that. So I would definitely recommend that. About a true story about a, a person sent to friend a serial killer right. and him to tell him where the bodies are. <laughs> yeah, the prim- I, I do need to finish it. Really so Ray Liotta is the uh, the, the the criminal's uh, father. father. That. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Greg Kinnear is the FBI agent involved. So there, it's, it's really good. So I would highly recommend it. Uh, and then I watched two comedy movies that are streaming now. That's just shocking to hear. Yeah, so is. the first one is the romantic comedy, uh, Marry Me, starring Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson. Okay. It is on, uh, uh, it's on Amazon Prime. And I really enjoyed it. Okay. It came out earlier in the year. I think it was also on Peacock. I think it was out. It came, it's one of those ones that came to the theater and was playing on Peacock at the same time. But it's good. It's okay. a fun movie. And uh, you forget, like, uh, Owen Wilson, he's kind of charismatic. Yeah, he, he can is. hold mm-hmm. his own. He can. And J-Lo is J-Lo. There's yeah, no, she is. <laughs> my, she's just incredible. And she shows off all she can do. And she can do a lot, as you always know. So uh, props to, to her. Uh, the last one is a movie on Paramount Plus. It looks like it's the Paramount Plus original. It's Jerry and Marge go large. Oh, okay, Star- I've, I've heard of uh, that. Yeah. Ron Cranston, uh, Annette Bening, uh, Rain Wilson, uh, Larry Wilmore from uh, The Daily Show, if you know him. Very funny movie. Very enjoyable about this couple that are retiring and they figure out a way to win the weekly lottery every week and they uh, try and they end up doing that and doing some good with it. So okay, cool. uh, it, it's, it's a lot of fun and I, I would highly recommend it. All right. So for me, I've got two things I want to recommend. The first one is pretty obvious. Uh, it was one of the things I'm looking forward to. I really enjoyed the first episode of She-Hulk. I know there are some issues with the, there's some issues with the CGI. I know it's not as good as what we're accustomed to. If you saw it, you know what I'm talking about, but it, it, look, it's a, it's going to be a fun show. Uh, I think it's going to be a real fun show. I mean, the first episode is going to be a lot different than the rest of the episodes because they're just basically giving the origin. And what's great about it is it's it's being built as a comedy, and it's very funny throughout uh, most of it. Uh, there's lots of there's a lot of really funny scenes between her and the original Hulk because this is, the first episode is basically all about her learning how to be a Hulk for the most part. And like I said, it was I, I wasn't really sure what to expect with this show, and this first episode was really really good. I heard that it's going to have an Ally McBeal vibe for the for the rest of it, and just in fact that it's a courtroom comedy about a female attorney that's what the whole Ally McBeal vibe is but you know so I'm looking forward to it I thought it was really good I thought the introduction I thought Tatiana Maslany was absolutely wonderful in her role she was just doing a fantastic job as uh, She-Hulk so in Jennifer Walters so like I said loved loved the first episode looking forward to more of it my second one I'm recommending it. It's just the weirdest show I've ever seen. It is the rehearsal. Uh, <laughs> I, I finished it today too, and I knew you were going to pick it. So I, I, I want to get on this discussion. I'm like, I'm I, to be honest with you, because you and I have been discussing like the last few weeks. We've been, I'll be honest, with you, there was no real standout show about what we should be covering on this show. This is the show we should have been covering. Yeah, you're right. We should have covered. This one. There's a lot to talk about each episode. I mean, I, I'd, I'd heard about it, but I was like, okay, maybe I'll go back and watch it at some point and so i started watching it on friday night and i ended up watching all six episodes because the, the the season finale was on friday night and 
Wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it, but my goodness, that show is just like, there are times when I'm like, do I really like this show? I was like, yeah, I like it, but uh, like, it's just, like I said, it, you have to watch it to understand yeah. what I'm trying to say here because it is so different than anything. It's supposed to be, right. it's kind of a documentary, but it's, it's scripted to a certain extent because like he's actually scripting things that have happened in the past. And like it's just weird and awkward it's funny though. and there, funny times. You will laugh. And, you will laugh. Oh yeah. You'll laugh. At, there's lots of times when you will laugh at it. And like, and you'll also be like, I feel so awkward. Yes, you do. I and mean, like the last, the last episode, especially you're just like, Oh yeah. man, this is a tough watch, but it ends up yeah. ending really, really well. At least I thought it did. Yeah. So, Ah, but yeah, what do you right think? Of we, it? Sh- we should. I, I I'm with you. I really enjoyed it. I, I it was so weird. It was. But there was just something about it that was kind of charming it as was. well. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about Nathan Fielder, who I believe his first line in the show is, "I have a way of uh, getting on people's yeah. nerves or something." <laughs> just, yeah, just like the people don't respond to my personality or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And boy, he was correct on that. And yeah. But he's so funny. Yeah, he is. I mean, it's just, it's his delivery of everything yeah. that he's doing. It's just what makes him just so, so funny and entertaining. And like I said, I, I didn't know what to expect when I started watching it. And they're giving us, there's going to be a second season. They've already renewed it for a second yeah. season. So uh, when it rolls around, we may have to end up putting it on the podcast. Like I said, when I watched that show, I was like, oh man, this is the show we should have been discussing. I know. Yeah, I, I know. And also, uh, you will leave this like, I got to know more about this Angela girl. Yes, exactly. Angela was like, that was wow. what was so interesting about that show is like every care, every person that they, cause they aren't characters, they're, per, they're people. Uh, every person that they had on the show, like at times they looked like wonderful, great human beings. And then at times they're like, you are so messed up. What is wrong with you? And Angela is probably the worst of, of all of them because yeah. there are times she looked oh, great yeah. and then there are times like, oh my, really? What? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Like I said, that was, it was an interesting watch and like I said, I highly recommend people, everyone should watch it. Even if you don't end up liking it, you will still, you should still watch it anyway just because it is that unique of an experience to watch well, it. Well, I will say, I watched the last couple episodes today and uh, there are two things that I have seen <laughs> in Jeff Farm on Twitter that I'm like, oh, this is where that came from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it's just it was just a, a, an, an interesting show. Like I said, I've re- recommend you. Like, you may not like it, even if I'm, I'm re- I recommend this, knowing that some people will not like it, but you will still. Yeah. You still need to watch it. Like I said, that's all. You won't regret that you watch it. No, you won't. You won't regret it at all. So, all right. I guess that wraps us up for this week. Anything else you want to add, Ryan, before we head off? Just want to tell everyone we appreciate you joining us and we'll talk to you next time. That we will. And that next time we will be discussing the penultimate episode of Only Murders in the Building. We've actually already recorded it. We've already done it and it's recorded. It's ready for you guys to go on Tuesday morning when you wake up. So, Uh, but until then, until next time, as always, May all of your entertainment dreams come true.